That is all for our bookie today. Now let's have a brief recap. In the first section, we considered people's irrationality and how they don't always make correct choices because they resort to intuitive thinking. So on various important issues, they need help or a nudge which ensures maximum benefit without restricting the freedom to choose. In the second part, we presented the six principles of good choice architecture, using nudges as an acronym. They were incentives, understanding maps, defaults, giving feedback, expecting errors, and structuring complex choices. In the third part, we referred to the examples of pension plans, environmental protection, and choosing schools, covering the areas of wealth, health, and education. We illustrated exactly how nudging helps people make better choices in these areas. Some may worry that by embracing libertarian paternalism, a government will move from education to outright manipulation, coercion, and prohibitions. An alarmingly slippery slope to go down. Why is it wrong to have these concerns? Firstly, nudges are only suggestions. They can help us save money, eat more healthily, invest wisely, and choose better insurance and credit plans. Why would we want to resist nudges that are good for us? Secondly, if we do not support the government's approach, we can opt out at any time. Finally, in areas like the environment, nudging is inevitable. Governments cannot just stand idly by. However, we must watch out for malicious nudges too. Let's recall Sunstein's first example, his magazine subscription. Some sectors use nudges for profit instead of benefiting their clients. We want to avoid any nudges that hurt our interests. Hopefully, now we are equipped to make the best choices for a healthier, wealthier, and happier life.